Alright. Once again, yeah, it's SmackDown. Yes, podcast shadows. Yes, yeah, Blake. Shouts to Sasha Banks. WWA. SmackDown Live, baby. Then now forever. Let's get it. Oh, we backstage with Shano. We backstage with Shano Mac. Oh, getting into oh, full SmackDown Live roster in the back. Guys, Lena. Guys, AJ. Oscar. Insanity. Jeff Hardy. Oscar, the new women's champion. Tag champs at the bar. Hold on, Shane's talking. Right. WWE champ, Danny Bryan. That's us. That, yeah, see? See? That's us. Yeah, applaud that. Applaud that. No, click the button. What's, what's going on? Oh, it's okay. We feel you, Shado. Alright. Okay, former general manager Paige. Oh, all right, let's go, Paige. That's Mama. Former SmackDown general manager. Well, we understand. What's going on? Right. Sure. Thank you, Paige. Man, we're having some sort of small technical difficulty, but it's okay. Because at the end of the day, thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. Come on, sing with me. What was what is happening with this? Uh, it's okay. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. Thank you, Paige. Uh huh. It's all right. It's all right. No worries about the real time. Thank you, Paige. Fresh start. Either way, and we get in a man coming out. Couple things I noticed during that backstage segment, we had a uh, big E looking at Daniel Bryan. I guess he was eating a piece of meat or some sort of chicken, and Daniel Bryan uh, shrugged it off. <laughs> what a new Daniel Bryan! You know, he rolled his eyes at him and just continued to pay attention. But one of the major things, and I think a lot of people have noticed it at this point, but uh, La Muñeca, Zelina Vega wasn't really um, huge on, uh, you know, Paige getting that much attention. I guess that's the only way I could look at it. It's the way I see it. So, um, maybe if you go check Zelina Vega's Twitter, you can see her feel on it. I read a little bit of the tweet. I was uh, in motion at the time, so I didn't really get to see all of it. But, uh, huh. That's, uh, it's, it's a little intriguing to see uh, Zelina Vega try to pick on uh, a page like that. But it's, it's quite all right. Either way. The man Becky Lynch is coming on out to the ring. I'm pretty sure she has uh, something to share regarding uh, her losing her championship at TLC. But uh, let's let's get into it and figure out what she has to say. All right, Becky Lynch done came to the ring and she is pissed. She's speaking about how Ronda Rousey at TLC literally interfered in the match. And, I mean, it's understandable why she's upset. I mean, if we're going to not pay attention to Survivor Series unless it's suitable, then we're going to look at how, um, you know, Becky led the charge and took the SmackDown Live locker room, all the females or the women's uh, roster, to bro. And the first thing we saw was Becky Lynch with Ronda Rousey in an armbar, caught her from behind. And you know that's going to take her off. She's Rowdy Ronda Rousey, but either way, uh, you know, Becky is sharing that. It doesn't matter if she's a champion, and it doesn't matter who's running the show now. She wants she wants Ronda Rousey, and she looks very 
very intense when she's saying and sharing that. I know that it was a match that we all missed out on, and I honestly hope that uh, this match doesn't happen until WrestleMania, but we've got a long way to go before WrestleMania. The, the road to WrestleMania, though we get to a fast lane eventually, we do have a couple of bumps along the way. Therefore, it's, it's going to be a build. You know, if we have to go to WrestleMania between these two, I don't, I don't really know what else to say because once Becky was uh, in the, I guess once she shared the cosplay line with interrupt, well she got interrupted uh, by Charizard herself, Charlotte Flair. So let's see what Charlotte has to say regarding it all. And so Charizard come on out and uh, tells Becky to take a number because. Not only does Becky have beef with Ronda Rousey right now, but of course we know Charlotte is not feeling Ronda Rousey at all. We know these two were the ones that were on top of the ladder, and Ronda Rousey said she was going to write the next chapter in that story between uh, the two of them, her and Charlotte. And she definitely did that at TLC. Uh, we know that Survivor Series was um, another side of Charlotte that we saw, and... Uh, those two on top of the ladder getting knocked off, you know, they both have a legitimate uh, beef with the World Women's Champion. How they get to that point where they both face off against Ronda Rousey is yet to be seen, but it is going to be uh, something else. So, Charlotte tells Becky to take a number, and that number could be number two because, uh, you know, Charlotte feels she has a more legitimate claim to want to take her on. And, you know, Becky responds with uh, the fact that she's never stood behind Charlotte Flair since this uh, new, new version of Becky being the man and went on to call Charlotte a cosplayer. Either way, Charlotte reminded Becky that she is an eight-time, well, would have been an eight-time women's champion. And uh, she'll always, Becky, will always be looking up to Charlotte Flair. And I don't, I don't want to say that, you know, I, I, we like Becky and we think they are both ascending the ladder, you know, at a very equal rate. So no one's in front of anyone. Maybe they're next to each other and they're racing to see who can get to the top of the mountain first because there can only be one. And speaking of that one, the Empress of Tomorrow, the new Women's Champion interrupts Charlotte Flair. That's right. Oscar's coming on out. So let's see what Oscar has to say. And we know her English has been so on point. So let's go ahead and see what she has to uh, add to this opening segment of SmackDown Live. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh man! Wow! Oh, look, look at them bickering now. Look! Look! Get on your feet! The chairman has entered the fray. technical difficulty has ceased the chairman of the board Vincent Kennedy McMahon ladies and gentlemen look at the people go on behalf of WB the first thing I'd like to say is happy holidays to everyone here and the entire universe thank you Mr. McMahon happy holidays to you and yours also secondly congratulations to the new background woman champion Oh man. Oh man. You competed in 
Now look at that. That's the tradition that Roman Miss Champion Ronda Rousey was speaking on. Look at that. Resounding yes is from the crowd, even though the yes movement is dead. Fickle. Is anybody ready for Oscar? Who? Who would it be? All right then. And oh man, it's glow time, lords. All right then. Alright, so we already know Naomi then came out with the glow and all the rest of that and she claimed, well, well it's not really a claim, she shares with Charlotte and Becky that they both had their opportunities and they lost their op well, they lost the match. So now it's an entire line of women's, uh, well, women in the back that want a piece of it. We could even look at Raw and how all those women were directly at the desk, you know, backstage wanting and clamoring for an opportunity. So Naomi is the one that's going to step up and attempt to take on Oscar first for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She wants it. She, in so many tenses, deserves it because she hasn't had the championship for a while. And I think she has uh, every ability to be able to uh, get the championship back. Her and Oscar have uh, formed a bond in the past few months, and it's very cool. You know, it's a it's a take on rush hour, in my opinion. You know, like a women's division take on it. I think it's pretty hilarious. You know, like Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, but in the WWE women's division type of energy, it's really cool. And we know that both of these women are very uh, physically gifted, so they're uh, athletically. You know, so they, they we should be able to have a bang up opening match on SmackDown Live, which come on, I think that's a direct shot right back at Raw. Having an hour long women's gauntlet match was really, really big and we know that Natty is gonna take on the well the take on Rowdy Ronda Rousey next week on the Christmas Eve edition of Raw, but as far as SmackDown Live is concerned, I mean come on, this is a direct response to that main event because in the opening segment we're gonna have the title match that's huge and you know ronda rousey said she wanted to start that tradition i don't know we uh how the number one contendership thing is uh gonna turn out shano called it he said it's uh it's a thing of antiquity in so many terms so now ronda rousey wants to start the new tradition of having a new uh way of doing things and have a champion defend directly after uh, they win or directly after a, a pay-per-view like a big event so now Oscar newly crowned SmackDown Women's Champion is defending her championship against Naomi if you don't see the new era-ness in this it, come on you're just trying to be blind let's be optimistic we, we this is the first show of the new era that we're in as with WWE and we're already getting a women's championship title match. These things are usually reserved for the main event, you know, which is which would be just as awesome. But I like how we're going directly into it with a championship match at the start of the show. We got to see Becky. We got to see Charlotte. We got to, we get to see a women's championship match. And ultimately, come on, come on. We got to see VKM again on TV. That's two nights in a row. Now, you know, we don't need to necessarily rely on Mr. McMahon. Call it what you want. In storyline, it is good to see him. Like, either way, it's good to see him. So, 
This is the opening segment of SmackDown Live. Let's get to the match, man. So Naomi and Oscar went completely, and we already know these girls know each other very well. Excuse me, these women know each other extremely well. These superstars uh, gave everything they both had. Naomi brought it the entire match. The match uh, went on for a fair amount of time. I mean, uh, it went on for about uh, 15, almost 20 minutes, give or take. And... Uh, we saw some high spots. We saw a lot of reversals in the beginning. We saw Naomi going for the kicks. She was able to get in her split-legged moonsault. You know, we saw Oscar going for the Oscar lock a lot. And Naomi was able to, you know, get out of it again because they know each other so well. We saw some spots even during the commercial break while the match was still going on where Oscar was uh, pulling Naomi out of the ring, literally driving the air out of her midsection and, uh, hurt kidneys, you can see that, and, you know, all in all, we, the, the match, it seems that the story that was told was, uh, Naomi brought everything she had, but ultimately, Oscar was able to, uh, see everything that she had and was able to match it, call it the women's championship, energy shifting over, it was a spot where Oscar was utilizing the count, had Naomi's face on the top rope, and well, had her neck on the top rope and she was uh, ramming her knee into her head, just holding it there so she couldn't necessarily breathe. But when Naomi uh, was, uh, I guess, resting, when Oscar broke that hold, the illegal hold, uh, she began to talk some talk to Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair outside of the ring, sitting uh, near the commentary table. And that gave Naomi an opening to hit a Russian leg sweep from the second rope, which looked extremely devastating. Naomi was able to hit a rear view uh, later on in the match toward the ending sequence, but Oscar was able to kick out. Naomi went for a springboard uh, type, I guess, sit down senton, but she noticed that Oscar got up in time enough for it, so Oscar was able to land a reversal with um, some double knees, but Naomi got the kick out. The fact that Oscar was able to kick out of Naomi's signature maneuver uh, says that Oscar is uh, definitely uh, in her championship bag right now because usually people don't kick out to the rear view. Uh, Naomi uh, didn't necessarily know what it was going to take to put her away, and this gave Oscar the space to be able to eventually put in a third and final Oscar lock, which Naomi had to immediately tap out to. The fatigue clearly was shown. You know, the Oscar lock is a very devastating chokehold. Oscar even hit an ankle lock earlier on in the match, but that third Oscar lock uh, forced Naomi to tap out. She is able to get out of the first two only because she uh, has those long legs and was able to roll herself over and get to the ropes and even lift Oscar up once. But, you know, like I said, Oscar uh, got the submission victory. Take nothing away from Naomi in this at all. We all definitely felt the glow in the crowd. I felt it where I'm at watching. And, um, you know, even though Naomi has to go to the back of the line, there are plenty of women that are hungry and would like to step up and face off against Oscar to try to show that she is uh, or is beatable. You know, the only person to really beat Oscar outside of uh, uh, Carmella would be Charlotte, and she shared that before the match even started, but I would like to see Oscar continue on a very strong road with her championship, and I think that is some, I think it's going to happen, you know, again, take nothing away from Naomi, but Oscar definitely picked up this victory. So we cut backstage, and we got uh, the McMahon family's dressing room, you know, this is a new era, so we might just really be seeing uh, the McMahons become a staple on the Raw and SmackDown Live product, pause to the Raw and SmackDown superstars. Please take these opportunities very seriously. Of course, it is awesome to see the McMahon family on television, but this TV time could be yours. And the off chance that y'all ever get to hear this, I would like to see you guys get just as much clout as the McMahon family eventually one day, if not more. And I'm pretty sure they might feel the same way. 
Sincerely yours, Blake Ballon. Now, with that all being said, the man shows up to the McMahon family dressing room door. He goes to the office. He knocks. He knocks. And he knocks. He definitely knocked hard enough, and Mr. McMahon eventually opens the door, questions him about the knocks, and he likes to hear it as see it as a manly knock. Or whatever. What can he do for the misses? Asking for Mr. McMahon's blessing. Now, hold on, because I need to get the joke out the way he wants. We all know this little storyline between Shane and The Miz, and, well, excuse me, uh, The Miz and the best in the world. Shane McMahon has been uh, <laughs> a thing for the past couple of weeks. And, you know, he, The Miz feels as if he's been one of the most loyal superstars as of late. He's been uh, there for everything that the McMahons have asked him for. And I wouldn't disagree with that. He's, you know, he's star of movies. He's got a hit reality television series, you know. And he's, I think he's on the road to becoming a top face in the company. Or at least he's attempting to. So watching the build and watching people tear him down and force him to go back to being a quote-unquote bad guy it's like, I man, come on now, let this man try to be good. Y'all might even be able to get, uh, uh, you know, get into a tag team match with him one day. You know, at the end, let's really acknowledge this when it comes to The Miz. He is two-thirds best in the world. So, he asks for Mr. McMahon's blessing. He asks if Shane is around and Mr. McMahon lets him know that Shane can't come out and play. It's, it was hilarious. But again, he asked for Mr. McMahon's blessing because him and Shane being two-thirds, well, being, again, two-thirds best in the world, co-besties, you know, they could be the best tag team in the world. And uh, Mr. McMahon isn't really into giving blessings, you know. I like to believe that uh, Vince McMahon is my spirit animal, so... I can clearly understand where he's coming from with that. You know, things have to be earned. And so, he's not. I don't even think Mr. McMahon gave Triple H and Stephanie a blessing. They had to fight for that. We can go all the way back to some of the old roles and Smackdowns from the, uh, the illustrious Attitude Era and see how uh, Vince wasn't really with the idea of Triple H and Stephanie. So, he, I don't think he got the... I don't think they got the blessing in storyline, and that's, that's something. So Mr. McMahon isn't going to give out a blessing. But what Mr. McMahon did do, and all of his genius, was uh, think up a tag team match for The Miz. And, you know, he'll, he's going to figure out the team and Miz's partner. And you see how quick that was? So we're going to find out who The Miz is going to uh, tag up with and who he's going to be able to face off against to prove that he can be a great tag team partner. So, we'll find that out uh, later on, potentially next. But later on tonight, we're going to get Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, the new Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles. And get this, 205 Live Zone, the heart of 205 Live itself, Mustafa Ali. And that is huge. This is the second week in a row we're going to see Mustafa Ali on SmackDown Live. And, again, he is a championship caliber superstar, as is Andrade Cien Almas. Come on, let's, let's, let's just take this walk and see how Andrade has not necessarily been featured on WWE television in the past couple of weeks. But, at the same time, he is awesome in the ring. We know that last week, the new Daniel Bryan, uh, after the match, attacked Mustafa Ali. So he's definitely back to uh, get some revenge on him. And he's coming with the former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, AJ Styles. So we're going to have a tag team match between those two later on tonight. Feel, got that main event feel to it. I can't wait. I would like to see how these guys all are able to mesh in the ring together and they're able to tell a story so let's find out how that goes later on whoa 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 before we get that tag team match with the miz and a mystery opponent taking on a mystery team we're gonna see uh 
the Samoan submission specialist, Samoa Joe, apologizing to Jeff Hardy. We know in the past couple of weeks, uh, Samoa Joe has been uh, trying to poke at Jeff Hardy for his past and his uh, demons and such like that. And even though all of us in the WWE universe have forgiven Jeff Hardy and moved forward and saw him come back and get a tag team championship, get a United States championship, Grace SmackDown Live with some very, very extreme moments. Samoa Joe is still trying to, you know, uh, goad him into maybe a fight or, you know, just just tease and pick at him. But I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's heel tactics. If Samoa Joe should be trying to bother anybody, it should be the United States champion. He should be going to try to fight a United fight a champion. But we all know, at least taking a notch down to the United States Championship because we know that right now he can't uh, beat up a, a heavyweight champion. But um, he's trying to apologize, seemingly trying to turn over a new leaf. And if that's the case, then we should be we should hear what he has to say. But personally, I don't think he's trying to do that. I think he's uh, trying to go Jeff Hardy into uh, some sort of submission. Uh, so we'll see how that all uh takes place next uh, phenomenal smoother faster more fun the most significant evolution in the series so far the strongest game in the series my career this year is fantastic the best career game in any wrestling game of this decade and showcase mode hits every wrestling fans you know, hits notes. WH, WWE 2K19, go get it now. Hey, hey. Put some respect on it. Oh, man. Oh. TV star and movie star with him. So we got Philip Saxton and David Otungo on commentary. Just wanted to take this moment to say, Get well soon, Byron Saxton. Under the weather, we understand. Sometimes it happens, and um, we hope we can't wait to see you back. But to have a movie star and a TV star on, you know, and a Harvard grad on commentary is, you know, a great honor, great privilege uh, to be graced with the presence, you know, and uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty funny to uh, know that David Otunga is happy that Phillips got his name right. But either way, shouts to commentary. It is always, always very cool to have commentary go at it on uh, to give us the play-by-play action so i just want to take this moment to give them some respect also everything pro wrestling my man tom giving us our own smackdown reviews royal club wrestling and others they all aid in bringing you the podcast and the shadows for myself blake ballon perspective wwe commentator maybe one day I'm interning right now. Sasha Banks likes my podcast. You know, that's a step in the right direction. You just got to put it out there. So either way, shouts to it all. Let's get back into the show. Good job, the lovely Taylor Braxton. Ruru. Huh. Yeah, well. Little things. I'm a superstar. I'm a super athlete. It's a picture of him in his blue fit, SmackDown blue. He looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Come on. Okay, we know Aiden isn't really coming back to Rusev Day, right? But we still do like uh, how him and uh, 
Rusev had their their little thing. Shouldn't have tried to come in between uh, him and Lana, you know, but Rusev trying to get the United States Championship from Shinsuke Nakamura. Look now, in the United States of Nak America, we need to see a challenge. And I think personally, right now, Rusev would be a very very uh, fair, uh, you know, a part of person to take on. I think he is a good challenge. So on the old chance that Shinsuke gets to hear this, are you going to take that? Uh, Nakamura-san, are you going to take that? Don't let him talk. He called you Sonic the Hedgehog. And as much as we all love Sonic, we all know that uh, he's had a, a couple bumps. Now, you don't want to be compared to Sonic right now, even if he's, he's got a movie coming up and, you know, live action is kind of cool. But at the same time, he's not necessarily the favorite. Like, this isn't the 90s anymore. So he compared you to something in the 90s. Are you going to accept that, Nakamura? Don't take that. Don't take that sitting down, champ. Come on now. You a champion. He coming for your championship. Every day is Rusev Day. So at any given moment or any given day. He could come and get that thing from you, and you know he got Lana in his corner. Rusev ain't nothing to be slept on now, so you never know what could happen. You never know. But let's move into this next segment and see how uh, Shinsuke responds to that, potentially next week on SmackDown Live. Shoot, maybe even tonight. All right, so we get Jeff Hardy coming out to the ring to uh, see if Samoa Joe wants to apologize to him. Shares with us that, you know, he we, he knows that Samoa Joe has been trying to uh, get at him for his past struggles that he's definitely moved on beyond. And we all in the WWE Universe are fully behind Jeff Hardy with that. I know it's weak for the heels, but I'm not going to attack uh, one's weakness, quote unquote, which honestly, I think Jeff Hardy has turned into a strength of his. But, you know, he... Get Samoa Joe to come on out. Corey Graves on commentary is skeptical about the apology, you know, being the fact that uh, Samoa Joe has uh, quite the history of uh, not being a nice guy, quote unquote. And it's not really about being a nice guy. In WWE, we spoke on this last week in uh, the SmackDown Live recap and review. But um, Joe comes out and uh, he says that he had to deceive Jeff Hardy and he wanted to have an intervention because we all knew or he knows at least he thinks and we all know in his life it's not about what you think it's about what you know but he thinks that uh jeff hardy's demons are eventually going to come running back and taking control of him but jeff hardy cuts him off and says no i'm very happy the way i am now and each and every time my demons are right here next to me you know, it doesn't matter. It does. It's not. They're not gonna do anything. But one thing remains for certain: that him and the demons definitely see through all of Samoa Joe's childish and fruitless tactics. So with all of that, Jeff Hardy goes on to share with Samoa Joe that he knows that Samoa Joe tries to attack people's quote-unquote weaknesses in order to hide or feel better about his own insecurities and inadequacies especially because when it's storyline as a WWE superstar because you know it's been about two years and even though Samoa Joe has been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity he is yet to secure one single championship, not even a tag title, and I take nothing away from the tag titles, they're very prestigious. He was on Raw, couldn't get the job done. He's on SmackDown Live, can't get the job done. Now, again, I know Samoa Joe is an awesome superstar, and the off chance that he gets to hear this, Samoa Joe, I know that you are an awesome superstar, but Jeff Hardy was right, and just as Joe was attempting to get underneath Jeff Hardy's skin, it seems that uh, the bullying tactic didn't work and it got turned against him. So, Jeff Hardy, uh, well, Samoa Joe tried to swing on him. Jeff Hardy ducked it, 
hit him with a twist of fate. And, you know, Joe's laid out. This is how that segment ended. Jeff Hardy, I think, proved that he doesn't need the demons to beat anybody. All he needs is who Jeff Hardy is. And no, he wasn't out there with any face paint. He was barely even dressed for action. He was out there as Jeff Hardy. And guess what? He came out right on top there. This could be setting up for a match. I thought we was going to see one at uh, TLC. It's a little unfortunate. I mean, we did have 12 matches. Did have a stacked card, a big show. So it's all right. We're going to potentially have a match uh, coming up or maybe even a a, a complete uh, rivalry between the two that could go for a month or maybe two months. Who knows? I don't know how long it could go. I know that Joe is going to be a great cushion for a swanton bomb. And we know that Joe has, uh, he's done a lot of uh, underhanded stuff to uh, get in his opponent's head. But again, he hasn't necessarily secured a, a, a victory of substance. You know, he's always attacked people from behind and such like that. So in the coming weeks on SmackDown Live, it's going to be really cool to see how Samoa Joe reacts to what it was that Jeff Hardy had to uh, deliver to him tonight and turning all of the psychological games against him. And, you know, us seeing Samoa Joe, you know, snap the way he did haphazardly because that twist of fate definitely put him down. And I'm pretty sure that in the Swanton Bomber keep him down for a one, two, three. That's the segment. I would like to see Joey come on back with something else. You know, maybe I don't even know how a face turn would work for him, so he's doing a great job as a heel. You know, I hope to continue to see more uh, heel tactics from him. But, you know, will it result in victory? We know it resulted in victory for Dean Ambrose, and they weren't even necessarily heel tactics. You know, Dean Ambrose is a moral compass. Joe is attempting to be some sort of moral compass, but... I think he has uh, ill intentions, so that stuff isn't even working for him. And it gives to that championship energy again. That's why I say Joey needs to go for a championship and, uh, well, maybe the United States championship, and maybe that energy can get him, uh, get his mind calibrated in the same fashion that it got Jeff Hardy's mind calibrated on being such a great WWE superstar that has a very illustrious. Uh, accolades but who knows what do I know right I'm I'm just sitting there trying to do a podcast about this stuff so that's the that was the segment and let's move on forward yes it is Oh, wow. Okay, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't miss our very special look back at 2018, Wednesday on USA. Tune in. All right, so we got Miz coming out, and we hear from Greg Hamilton, the uh, match announcer, ring announcer. He's gonna He shares with everyone in the crowd in the SmackDown universe that the match, the tag match is going to be a mixed tag team match, meaning it's going to be a female competitor. Mixed match challenge that, you know, it just ended. Congratulations to R-Truth and Carmella for winning the whole shebang. And, um, yeah. It turns out that the Miz's partner is going to be none other than Mandy Rose. Now, look, now. We all know, if you go back to the WWE Network at this point and watch Tough Enough, Mandy was actually going to get eliminated. But the Miz used his save and kept her on board. She's uh, now awesome WWE superstar tagged up with uh, Sonya Deville. And she's going to be tagging up with Miz against two opponents, I assume, from the Mixed Match Challenge. So let's all see how this turns out. Okay, so it turns out that the Miz and Mandy Rose are going to be taking on the Mixed Match Challenge champions of 2018, R-Truth and Carmella. They then came out, did the little song. Let's hear what Truth has to say because you know whenever R-Truth gets a microphone, oh man, anything can take place. So let's say Truth. Hey, hey. We 
yet. What's up? That's that. <laughs> see. And not only that. Mhm. Mm we're going to the WWE studios, oh. the headquarters yes. in Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful this time of year right here. And we're looking forward to this match with you and Maurice. Well, all right then. Wait, he called her Maurice. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go, man. Wait. Let's get it. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, that dance break actually got Mandy Rose in the ring to attack Carmella from behind. And it got the Miz to... Uh, gain the opening and the upper hand to hit our troop with a scroll crushing finale. How about it? One, two, three. Shouts to Mandy Rose for the assist. And the Miz, I guess, uh, proves himself to be a fair tag team partner. But hey, that was the segment. That was the tag match. I think it was pretty funny and it was nice to see all of the superstars get featured on television. Wait, wait. Wow. Wow. It's a new era. It's a new era. It's a new era. It's a new era. And, excuse me. Mustafa Ali, the Harder 205 Live, has just been added. I'm pretty sure you guys just heard it. To the SmackDown Live active roster. That is awesome. It's new. It's fresh. And it's well-deserved by Mustafa Ali. I don't know if he's going to be featured on 205 Live anymore. It's apparently not. But to see him on SmackDown Live, being able to go in there and mix it up with other superstars on the SmackDown Live roster, that's really big. I respect that. You know, it says that he really is a championship caliber superstar. And that's that's really awesome. And all chance that Mustafa Ali ever gets to hear this, man, I'm really proud of you. Yo, you, you did your thing. And... And now you see how things are coming, better things, greater things, no knock to 205 Live at all. But things are coming to fruition for you, man, so that's a good look. That's a real good look. And, you know, tonight they got that tag team match, so I'm pretty sure that he's going to come on or come through and show out. You know, he's going to show off and give us something great to look at. All right, so moving on, we got the Usos coming on now, and, you know, they talking, and they talk. They a little upset that they... Uh, didn't win that triple threat tag team match this Sunday, well last Sunday at TLC, and um, they are challenging the bar again. Now the bar don't necessarily have to respond because, you know, they're tag team champions and they've already beaten the Usos, and so, you know, we actually met with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers. Now this is, this is new. You know why I call this one new? Because we haven't seen these guys in a while. And this is a way to get the SmackDown tag team roster a little more bulk. You know, we had that awesome Fatal 4-Way tag on Raw just last night where we sort of revival, uh, you know, get a very respectable, excuse me, a very respectable victory over three other teams in the Lucha House Party, the B team, and the Authors of Pain. So now here on SmackDown, I'm assuming the clapback would be having the Good Brothers being added to the fray. Let's let's hear what they have to say. Call. Take your time. Hey, you know it's week after week. It's the Usos, the New Day, the Bar. Hmm. The Usos, the New Day, the Bar. Week after week. I mean, the great teams having great matches. Right. Last week I watched you guys have a freaking rap battle. Oh, gosh. That's a long time. That's four months. Four months. They're one of the legit greatest tag teams of the last decade. Mm -hmm. Have been on the sidelines. 
no more. It's time to clean the slate. Right. Alright then. Usos. Alright then. Oh, oh, wait a minute. What? Right here, if you don't step up, yeah. you get stepped, stepped on. Stepped on, that's facts. And it's either you stepping up, or you're going to turn around, because the Usos ain't moving for nobody. Ah. Alright then. Alright, they still to the ring then. Oh, ah. It's time to scrap. Get in there then. Alright, so the Usos and Gallows and Anderson uh, had a bang-up match. Before the commercial break, we saw a crazy spot. We saw uh, Gallows get clotheslined out the ring uh, in stereo by the Usos, but one of them went out of the ring with him. Before that double clothesline happened, though, we saw... Uh, what's it called? Well, Luke Gallows got clothesline. Yeah, Carl Anderson was able to get the tag in before that happened. And... When Uso was going for a giant splash outside of the ring by the uh, commentary table, <clears throat> excuse me, you saw Carl Anderson go for a giant kick, hit him with a giant boot, held onto the ropes, and that actually tied the Uso's leg up in between the top and middle rope and could have did some uh, knee damage. Hopefully it wasn't enough for an injury. I don't think it was because the Uso was able to continue in the match. A lot of uh, big spots. A giant uh, choke slam, well, a sit down choke slam, I believe that's what Phillips called it, where uh, the Uso had to kick out, uh, but he didn't look like he was. It was, uh, of course, a two count, but it looked extremely devastating, uh, impactful enough to get a replay out of it. But these guys were going in. Uh, eventually, Jimmy Uso, after Jay was uh, dumped out of the ring again, after the commercial break was done and some more. Uh, reversals happened because that was pretty much a lot of what the match was. Jimmy Uso started unloading super kicks everywhere. Gallows was down. Anderson was put down. And Jimmy was going for the Uso splash from the top rope. He gets to the top rope, gets his head back so he could, you know, get the sights right. And the bar's music hits. So the bar comes out and they're, you know, I'm guessing going to, cause disqualification they were called out earlier they waited for everyone to be a little more so fatigued and uh usually the baby faces are distracted for long enough for some uh shenanigans to take place uh fortunately enough fools he was able to hit the splash he said i'm not even gonna worry about you guys we have to win this match went for it all hit hit the hit the splash went for the cover and when the referee got to two, in the ring slides members of Sanity. That's right, another tag team beating the bar to the punch. They effectively in the match in disqualification, but take out Gallows, Anderson, and both of the Usos. They go up the ramp and they're looking at the bar. The bar was uh, seemed completely shocked that these guys actually. Uh, came in and did the job that they were going to do. And, they, you know, the, it's, a, it's a new era. Everyone's trying to lay claim to some spot in the tag team division. And guess what happened? The bar went in the ring and proceeded to beat everybody up. Slamming them into the barricade, slamming them into the ring post, and getting out the ring, and picking up their titles and holding them high to remind Sanity and anyone else in the back watching, along with the Usos and the Good Brothers, that these guys are the tag team that sit atop the SmackDown Live tag team division. Man, uh, that was awesome. It's great stories that are going to be told between the tag teams now. And yet again, this is a response, a direct response to Monday Night Raw's tag team division. We know that the SmackDown Live tag team division actually uh, holds supremacy over uh, Monday Night Raw's tag team division, 6-1. and one. But, you know, regardless and outside of the one night a year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head -head in competition, 
look, SmackDown Live Tag Team Division just turned up just as much as the Raw Tag Team Division. So, I like it. I really can't wait to see how this all happens. And maybe, 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 maybe we're going to see. Maybe this is the start of a face turn for the bar. I know it might seem a little crazy, but this looks real good because we could eventually see Sanity taking on the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that the Good Brothers are going to want to have something uh, to pay back to uh, Sanity for interfering in the match. I know the Usos ain't feeling it. And we know the, the New Day is they're busy, um, you know, filming their pancake-powered spectacular Christmas special later on tonight on the USA Network. But even, I'm pretty sure even they uh, want to get in the mix when it comes to this uh, tag team supremacy. So we're going to see what takes place. This is very interesting. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Oh no, Knock America, oh man, he's, he just brought up the fact that Rusev said that, oh man, he should be afraid of him, but uh, then he cuts to some segments from Total Divas where uh, Rusev is being a good husband and a fun human being all around to uh, his wife, the best, number one, Lana. These are some of the craziest scenes. Uh, I can't even begin to attempt to explain what's going on with uh, Rusev and Lana and their highlights on the Total Divas program, but I would definitely recommend you go and watch some of that wildness. Oh, he called him a Total Diva also. Uh, Knock America. Oh, man. Ouch. Dang. Knock America really called him a diva, say he no star here. You're not a star. And this is, this is heating up between those two. <laughs> How's Rusev going to respond to Shinsuke coming at him like that? Like, that's, that's pretty low to speak on how he's doing his thing on Total Divas with his wife. That's, that's crazy. That's... <laughs> The rock star has responded. Let's find out how this uh, little rivalry uh, continues to unfold between Shinsuke Nakamura and, uh, you know, the Bulgarian brute. Meanwhile, we've got Andrade Cienamas and the new Daniel Bryan taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles and SmackDown Live's newest acquisition, the harder 205 Live Mustafa Ali. Going at tag team comp next so yes yes it is time folks for our main event so we get the new daniel bryan coming on out to the ring and he uh you know shares a a lot of poor stats about the city of fresno california like uh how they're the number one in pollution in the state of california and they actually loved it they were just happy to be uh, number one, he went on to speak on how Isaac Asimov shared that self-education is uh, the best education or the only education, and uh, you know, uh, some could agree with that. And um, you know, David Otungo on commentary, Harvard-educated grad, spoke on um, how he, Daniel Bryan kind of contradicted himself because. Isaac Asimov is a proponent in, like, you know, nuclear stuff. So, you know, that's a thing. Either way, the rest of the guys come on out to the ring, and we're going to have our main event right now. Let's get to it. All right, so the main event, everybody got in their moves. Everybody was able to do something signature and of note. It was a big spot with AJ, well, yeah, AJ got Daniel Bryan out of the ring. And, uh, no, I believe that was Mustafa Ali. Pardon me. Mustafa Ali was able to get Daniel Bryan out of the ring. And when he went to go jump out, 
Andrade actually blocked it by doing his little spider thing he does in the ropes where uh, La Monier, guy's business manager, Zelina Vega, jumps on the um, apron and couldn't get him out the way. I, be- I apologize, that was AJ. AJ ends up kicking Andrade and Mustafa comes in the ring and he flips, well, AJ flips Mustafa Ali over the top rope onto Daniel Bryant and Andrade Cien Alves. Very good spot. The main story of the match was that, you know, they were keeping Mustafa Ali in the ring and he was really getting acclimated to the SmackDown Live roster. It is different than over at 205. You know, they were beating up on him. You saw a lot of submission holds on him. They weren't letting him uh, get to his corner. And one of the major things that was going on was Andrade was delivering a lot of cocky pins. He was standing up. He might have hooked the leg, but he wasn't applying too much, uh, you know, weight to the, uh, you know, cover attempts. And Andrade was able to kick out, eventually getting AJ into the ring. And toward the end, you know, which led to a lot more, you know, of course, uh, reversals and submissions. When he got AJ in, AJ was able to eventually get the calf crusher on Daniel Bryan, even rolled over to uh, get Daniel Bryan uh, in the center of the ring, further positioned away from uh, the ropes to make a rope break happen. But Andrade was able to slide into the ring and break that up once. Uh, well, another big spot was when Andrade was outside of the ring by the ramp and Mustafa was able to uh, hit a Hurricane Rana off of the, uh, after jumping off of the ring steps. But he lost a little bit of his footing. But again, things are different on SmackDown Live than 205. And that was a major, major lesson for Mustafa that he learned. The ending sequence of the match was Mustafa and Daniel Bryan were in the ring and he was able to floor Daniel Bryan with the DDT. And uh, when he went up for the 054, his signature maneuver, it's like an inverted 450 splash, uh, Andrade uh, stopped him, but AJ, well, he was able to get Andrade off of him and sent him back down toward the mat. When he didn't fall down, but it was enough space for AJ to come in and deliver a phenomenal forearm. That gave Mustafa Ali enough time to go up top and deliver that devastating 054, which was a... you know, it doesn't matter, you know, he pulled DB over to um, the corner of the ring, really, really close to the ropes, um, but, and I mean, it, it, this is only me, I like, you know, a little bit of spacing, he didn't necessarily have too much to go jumping outward, but I guess for the measurement's sake, with uh, jumping off of a top rope and doing a front flip backwards, uh, you know, he needed them as close as possible, so he landed it. And get this, he actually pinned the world heavyweight champion, the Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, pardon me. So, um, yeah, Mustafa Ali, newest SmackDown acquisition, pins the WWE world heavyweight champion, again solidifying him as a championship superstar caliber, well, excuse me, a championship caliber superstar, which is, it's awesome, you know, had to give the assist to AJ there, but all in all, it was a really, really cool match. We cannot wait to see uh, how uh, these guys, well, Mustafa especially, is able to continue mixing it up with superstars on the SmackDown Live roster. That was that was SmackDown Live, all in all. A really good show. I have fun watching. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me uh, clam on and uh, deliver a real-time analysis into the product. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. Shouts to all of the guys that bring you this. Every week, Royal Club Wrestling, my man Tom, uh, Everything Pro Wrestling, all the guys over at AfterBuzz TV, Hi Maria Menounos, uh, thank you Sasha Banks for liking the podcast, I hope you enjoyed it also, and um, in the off chance that WWE ever gets to hear this, thank you WWE for giving us a very, very entertaining show, we all look forward and we definitely anticipate what else you guys have to bring in this new era of WWE, so with all of that being said and shared, Download, tell your friends to download the Anchor app, share this podcast, if you care, if you care, give me some applause, I'd do it for you, this is Blake, Shadow Podcast, from the shadows, how are we gonna call it, hey look, I will see you guys tomorrow for 205 Live, 
And I will be watching the pancake-powered Christmas Eve super spectacular uh, special hosted by The New Day. I hope you decide to watch it also. It's on USA Network tonight, Wednesday at 10 p.m. So I will catch you guys next time.